Article 7, Executive Department. Article 7, Section 1. The executive power shall be vested in the President of the Philippines. Article 7, Section 1. Next. Article 7, Section 2. No person may be elected president unless he is a natural-born citizen of the Philippines, a registered voter, able to read and write, at least 40 years of age on the day of the election, and a resident of the Philippines for at least 10 years immediately preceding such election. That's Article 7, Section 2. Next, Article 7, Section 3. There shall be a vice president who shall have the same qualifications and term of office and be elected with and in the same manner as the president. He may be removed from office in the same manner as the president. The vice president may be appointed as a member of the cabinet. Such appointment requires no confirmation. Article 7, Section 3. Next, Article 7, Section 4. The president and the vice president—sorry, pre, the president and the vice president—shall be elected by direct vote of the people for a term of six years, which shall begin at noon on the thirtieth day of June, next following the day of the election, and shall end at noon of the same date, six years thereafter. The president shall not be eligible for any re-election. No person who has succeeded as president and has served as such for more than four years shall be qualified for election to the same office at any time. No vice president shall serve for more than two successive terms. Voluntary renunciation of the office for any length of time shall not be considered as an interruption in the continuity of the service for the full term for which he was elected. Unless otherwise provided by law, the regular election for president and vice president shall be held on the second Monday of May. The returns of every election for president and vice president, duly certified by the board of canvassers of each province or city, shall be transmitted to the Congress, directed to the president of the Senate. Upon receipt of the certificates of canvas, the President of the Senate shall, not later than 30 days after the day of the election, open all the certificates in the, presence, in the presence of the Senate and the House of Representatives in joint public session, and the Congress, upon determination of the authenticity and due execution thereof in the manner provided by law, canvass the votes. The person having the highest number of votes shall be proclaimed elected, but in case two or more shall have an equal and highest number of votes, one of them shall forthwith be chosen by the vote of a majority of all the members of both houses of the Congress, voting separately. <coughs> Excuse me. The Congress shall promulgate its rules for the canvassing of these certificates. The Supreme Court, sitting en banc, shall be the sole judge of all contests relating to the election, returns, and qualifications of the president or vice president, and may promulgate its rules for the purpose.
that was Article 7, Section 4. Moving forward, Article 7, Section 5. Before they enter on the execution of their office, the President, the Vice President, or the Acting President shall take the following oath or affirmation. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully and conscientiously fulfill my duties as President or Vice President or Acting President of the Philippines, preserve and defend its constitution, execute its laws, do justice to every man, and consecrate myself to the service of the nation. So help me God. Note, in case of affirmation, last sentence will be omitted. That was Article 7, Section 5. Next, Article 7, Section 6. The President shall have an official residence. The salaries of the President and Vice President shall be determined by law and shall not be decreased during their tenure. No increase in said compensation shall take effect until after the expiration of the term of the incumbent during which such increase was approved. They shall not receive during their tenure any other emolument from the government or any other source. Article 7, Section 6. Next, Article 7, Section 7. The President-elect and the Vice-President-elect shall assume office at the beginning of their terms. If the President-elect fails to qualify, the Vice-President-elect shall act as President until the President-elect shall have qualified. If a President shall not have been chosen, the Vice-President-elect shall act as President until a President shall have been chosen and qualified. If at the beginning of the term of the President, the President-elect shall have died or shall have become permanently disabled, the Vice-President-elect shall become President. Where no President and Vice-President shall have been chosen or shall have qualified, or where both shall have died or become permanently disabled, the President of the Senate, or in case of his inability, the Speaker of the House of Representatives shall act as President until a President or a Vice President shall have been chosen and qualified. The Congress shall, by law, provide for the manner in which one who is to act as President shall be selected until a President or a Vice President shall have qualified. In case of death, permanent disability, or inability of the officials mentioned in the next preceding paragraph. Article 7, Section 7. Next, Article 7, Section 8. In case of death, permanent disability, removal from office, or resignation of the president, the vice president shall become the president to serve the unexpired term. In case of death, permanent disability, removal from office, or resignation of both the president and vice president, 
the President of the Senate, or in case of his inability, the Speaker of the House of Representatives shall then act as President until the President or Vice President shall have been elected and qualified. The Congress shall, by law, provide who shall serve as President in case of death, permanent disability, or resignation of the acting president. He shall serve until the president or the vice president shall have been elected and qualified, and be subject to the same restrictions of powers and disqualifications as the acting president. Article 7, Section 8. Next, Article 7, Section 9. Whenever there is a vacancy in the office of the vice president during the term for which he was elected, the president shall nominate a vice president from among the members of the Senate and the House of Representatives, who shall assume office upon confirmation by a majority vote of all the members of both houses of the Congress voting separately. Article 7, Section 9. Article 7, Section 10. The Congress shall, at 10 o'clock in the morning of the third day after the vacancy in the offices of the President and the Vice President occurs, convene in accordance with its rules without need of a call and within seven days enact a law calling for a special election to elect a president and a vice president to be held not earlier than 45 days nor later than 60 days from the time of such call. The bill calling such special election shall be deemed certified under paragraph 2, section 26, article 6 of this constitution and shall become law upon its approval on third reading by the Congress. Appropriations for the special election shall be charged against any current appropriations and shall be exempt from the requirements of paragraph 4, section 25, article 6 of this Constitution. The convening of the Congress cannot be suspended, nor the special election postponed. No special election shall be called if the vacancy occurs within 18 months before the date of the next presidential election. That was Article 7, Section 10. Article 7, Section 11. Whenever the President transmits to the President of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration, that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, and until he transmits to them a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president as acting president. Whenever a majority of all the members of the cabinet transmit to the president of the senate and to the speaker of the house of representatives their written declaration, that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the vice, sorry, the vice president shall immediately assume the powers 
and duties of the office as acting president. Thereafter, when the president transmits to the president of the Senate and to the speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that no inability exists, he shall reassume the powers and duties of his office. Meanwhile, should a majority of all the members of the cabinet transmit within five days to the President of the Senate and to the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the President is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the Congress shall decide the issue. For that purpose, the Congress shall convene if it is not in session within 48 hours in accordance with its rules and without need of call. If the Congress, within 10 days after receipt of the last written declaration, or if not in session, within 12 days after it is required to assemble, determines by a a two-thirds vote of both houses voting separately, that the President is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the vice president shall act as president. Otherwise, the president shall continue exercising the powers and duties of his office. That was Article 7, Section 11. Now, a word from our sponsors. Hope you're having a good day. Let's move on. Article 7, Section 12. In case of serious illness of the president, the public shall be informed of the state of his health. The members of the cabinet in charge of national security and foreign relations and the chief of staff of the armed forces of the Philippines shall not be denied access to the president during such illness. Article 7, Section 12. Article 7, Section 13. The President, Vice President, the members of the Cabinet, and their deputies or assistants shall not, unless otherwise provided in this Constitution, hold any other office or employment during their tenure. They shall not, during said tenure, directly or indirectly, practice any other profession, participate in any business, or be financially interested in any contract with, or in any franchise, or special privilege granted by the government or any subdivision, agency, or instrumentality thereof, including government-owned or controlled corporations or their subsidiaries. They shall strictly avoid conflict of interest in the conduct of their office. The spouse and relatives, by consanguinity or affinity within the fourth civil degree of the president, shall not, during his tenure, be appointed as members of the constitutional commissions or the office of the ombudsman or as secretaries undersecretaries, chairmen, or heads of bureaus or offices, 
including government-owned or controlled corporations and their subsidiaries. That was Article 7, Section 13. Article 7, Section 14. Appointments extended by an acting president shall remain effective unless revoked by the elected president within 90 days from his assumption or reassumption of office. Article 7, Section 14. Article 7, Section 15. Two months immediately before the next presidential election and up to the end of his term, a president or acting president shall not make appointments except temporary appointments to executive positions when continued vacancies therein will prejudice public service or endanger public safety. Article 7, Section 15. Article 7, Section 16. The President shall nominate and, with the consent of the Commission on Appointments, appoint the heads of the executive departments, ambassadors, other public ministers, and consuls, or officers of the armed forces from the rank of colonel or naval captain, or other officers whose appointments are vested in him in this constitution. He shall also appoint all other officers of the government whose appointments are not otherwise provided for by law, and those whom he may be authorized by law to appoint. The Congress may, by law, vest the appointment of other officers lower in rank in the President alone, in the courts, or in the heads of departments, agencies, commissions, or boards. The President shall have the power to make appointments during the recess of the Congress, whether voluntary or compulsory, but such appointments shall be effective only until disapproved by the Commission on Appointments or until the next adjournment of the Congress. Article 7, Section 15. I'm sorry, Article 7, Section 16. My bad. Next, Article 7, Section 17. The President shall have control of all the executive departments, bureaus, and offices. He shall ensure that the laws be faithfully executed. That was Article 7, Section 17. Next, Article 7, Section 18. The President shall be the Commander-in-Chief of all the armed... I'm sorry. Let me go over. The President shall be the Commander-in-Chief of all armed forces of the Philippines, and whenever it becomes necessary, he may call out such armed forces to prevent or suppress lawless violence, invasion, or rebellion. In case of invasion or rebellion, when the public safety requires it, he may, for a period not exceeding 60 days, suspend the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus or place the Philippines or any part thereof under martial law. Within 48 hours from the proclamation of martial law or the suspension of the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus, the President shall submit a report in person or in writing to the Congress. 
the Congress voting jointly by a vote of at least a majority of all its members in regular or special session may revoke such proclamation or suspension, which revocation shall not be set aside by the President. Upon the initiative of the President, the Congress may, in the same manner, extend such proclamation or suspension for a period to be determined by the Congress if the invasion or rebellion shall persist and public safety requires it. The Congress, if not in session, shall, within 24 hours, following such proclamation or suspension, convene in accordance with its rules without need of a call. The Supreme Court may review in an appropriate proceeding filed by any citizen the sufficiency of the factual basis of the proclamation of martial law or the suspension of the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus or the extension thereof and must promulgate its decision thereon within 30 days from its filing. A state of martial law does not suspend the operation of the Constitution, nor supplant the functioning of the civil courts or legislative assemblies, nor authorize the conferment of jurisdiction on military courts and agencies over civilians where civil courts are able to function, nor automatically suspend the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus. The suspension of the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall apply only to persons judicially charged for rebellion or offenses inherent in or directly connected with invasion. During the suspension of the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus, any person thus arrested or detained shall be judicially charged within three days, otherwise he shall be released. That was Article 7, Section 18. Next, Article 7, Section 19. Except in cases of impeachment or as otherwise provided in this Constitution, the President may grant reprieves, commutations, and pardons, and remit fines and forfeitures after conviction by final judgment. He shall also have the power to grant amnesty with the concurrence of a majority of all the members of the Congress. Article 7, Section 19. Article 7, Section 20. The President may contract or guarantee foreign loans on behalf of the Republic of the Philippines with the prior concurrence of the Monetary Board and subject to such limitations as may be provided by law. The Monetary Board shall, within 30 days from the end of every quarter of the calendar year, submit to the Congress a complete report of its decisions on applications for loans to be contracted or guaranteed by the government or government-owned and controlled corporations, which would have the effect of increasing the foreign debt and containing other matters as may be provided by law. Article 7, Section 20. Down to our last three. 
Article 7, Section 21. No treaty or international agreement shall be valid and effective unless concurred in by at least two-thirds of all the members of the Senate. Article 7, Section 21. Next, Article 7, Section 22. The President shall submit to the Congress within 30 days from the opening of every regular session as basis of the General Appropriations Bill, a budget of expenditures and source of financing, including receipts from existing and proposed revenue measures. Article 7, Section 22. Last one. Article 7, Section 23. The President shall address the Congress at the opening of its regular session. He may also appear before it at any other time. Article 7, Section 23. Those 23 sections cover Article 7, the Executive Department. Have a good day. Continue listening. Goodbye.